Welcome to the Positive Impact Podcast, where we dive into the world of movers, shakers, and changemakers, creating a positive impact on the world. This is your host, Alexandra Black Pollock, and together we're going to tackle real issues, discovering how we can make the world a better place. Earlier this week, we had the incredible opportunity to connect with Charlene Espinoza, founder of Bosch Bosch, and learn all about the different ways that they are empowering women in Liberia. Today, I have yet another change maker joining us to drive home the power of Bosch Bosch. Kristen Casper, former Peace Corps member and original architect of the Bosch Bosch education program, spent over 30 months on the ground in Liberia creating change. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I am so excited about this title that you had with Bosch Bosch, Architecting the Education Program. Can you drive home what that means a little bit? So it was an amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I had a great partner, my Peace Corps roommate and sitemate, Charlene Espinoza, who, as you know, is the founder or co-founder of Bosch Bosch, along with her Liberian counterpart, Sisyam. And was given the opportunity, knowing that I was so interested in education and helping the students at our school, Charlene basically said, hey, we'd love you to think about the opportunities we could provide our Bosch Bosch members for education, supplementing their day-to-day school activities with something additional that could really improve their performance. And so I got to basically start from scratch, do a needs assessment, see where we could really assist our girls and our students and got to dream up a dream. And it was amazing. It was a great experience. I have to admit, I have no idea what constructing an education program would even entail. Can you walk us through a little bit of the initial thought process behind it and some of the measures that you put in place? Definitely. So before I was given this explicit opportunity, I had been helping Charlene, um, kind of be a thought partner in the Bosch Bosch creation and had also observed already having taught for one year in the school what the basic needs and necessities were for the students to succeed in in school. And one of the key elements was just positive behavior change around being a um, efficient and responsible and accountable student. So the core concept I really wanted to focus on was under the guise of, hey, we're going to really improve and boost your specifically English and math skills by having additional tutoring. So every week, we would love for you to come sit down with me. It's just going to be me and you, the Bosch Bosch student, talking about what are your barriers in the classroom? What are you really struggling with? What content-specific assignment or chapter do we need to just talk about? Because a lot of students didn't have that safe space. Their teachers didn't have enough time, mostly because a lot of them were teaching at multiple schools or had multiple classes, and so were often very busy. A lot of parents were working throughout the day, and so students just needed someone to give them the space to talk about their challenges. So So for them, they were thinking, this is great. I'm going to work on my English and math skills explicitly. And for me, I really was um, evaluating success of the student in these extra tutoring sessions by were they coming to the tutoring sessions on time? So so under the guise of um, them getting additional English and math help or tutoring assistance, I was really trying to help them develop positive behavior change to make them better students. So showing up to tutoring on time for their designated period, um, talking to them and trying to encourage them to be 
open about what their real challenges in the classroom were, because that's also a very difficult uh, concept for a lot of students to be honest with themselves about what's leading to success and what's not. Um, talking to them also about accountability. Why did you do this assignment or why didn't you do this assignment on time or at all? And what are the factors that contributed to that? So those are the things I really wanted to focus on in the education program. And in addition to tutoring, so the students, the Bosch Bosch students had to come for one hour of tutoring every week. They also had to do at least two hours of reading in the library to encourage a culture of leisure reading and to also encourage the students to pick up books, not just pertaining to their school assignments, but also, you know, just literature to read for fun or pick up an encyclopedia and explore things like what is a microwave, which was really interesting for some students. Um, and then on top of that, we also had computer classes. So I helped teach the local librarian who was my counterpart computer. So then he held his own computer classes and taught the girls basic typing, which was a skill that everyone was looking for. So it was really basic concepts, but just the consistency of them and the community that was created from that education program was a created a very solid foundation for future opportunities. We spoke beforehand that a lot of the measures that you were taking were just to do exactly what you said there, to create different cultures and create a culture of leisure reading or just this ability to be kind of accountable, which we've discussed is a little bit more challenging in Liberia or it just looks different in Liberia. During this time there, how did you see that culture shift? So I think it really shifted drastically into my surprise within one year. And it was interesting to compare the students that I taught and dealt with in my regular classrooms as a teacher at our high school. And then the students that I taught and dealt with in Bosch Bosch and just the performance was very different. And I think it's because Charlene and her counterpart, Sisyama, and myself were really holding the Bash Bash girls accountable and showing them that, you know, with a positive behavior change, there is appreciation and there is benefit that comes from that. Whereas, unfortunately, Liberia, one thing to take into to context is that they have been working within a broken education system for an incredibly long period of time, particularly during 14 years of civil war when the education system barely existed. And so, I mean, a lot of life was about just basic survival and it's really hard to run a high performing school with accountability when you really don't have the basic necessities and tools to even teach such as chalk. And so I really saw the girls respond to structure and to, um, you know, if you accomplished a certain amount of reading, you were praised and girls actually saw the benefit of the work that they put into their additional education activities and they were performing better in school. Um, one really proud moment I had, and I think, again, my focus was more on positive behavior change than it was on necessarily reading Shakespearean prose, but we held these uh, reading and math camps during the summer, and instead of hiring and paying teachers to come in and teach the summer classes for, it was only for elementary student girls, only uh, the younger level, we asked the Bosch Bosch girls who were all in um later elementary school, middle school, or high school to come and be the teachers. So not only were we not having to recruit for teachers, but then the Bosch Bosch girls could take on a leadership role in their community. And it was brilliant. You would walk into the classroom and the girls really embraced the opportunity. They, One girl in particular, Tupi, 
um, you could tell that her mom was a teacher and she had taken on the, uh, the body language of her mom and just really thrived in that teaching environment. The girls were always quiet when I walked in for their reading class, always avidly reading the books. And it was just a beautiful, um, environment for, for learning. What I did notice, which was really interesting is that the, the older Bosch Bosch girls, so people who, who are really around elementary school age during the Civil War, um, their skill level was actually not as high as the girls who are currently in elementary school in Liberia. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the um, Liberian Ministry of Education is investing, especially with USAID money and a lot of other um, foreign aids into elementary school education. And you can really see significant improvement um, in the younger girls. But the high school level is sort of this neglected generation. So it was a little bit awkward in that sense where you'd walk into the classroom and say like, okay, so this second grade student clearly has more vocabulary skills than the 11th grade bash bash teacher, but it didn't matter because it was all about this mentorship, this um, group and community uh, effort to really learn and to embrace an, an education system and to have a safe space. Again, a safe space was really what we were trying to create. So despite that discrepancy in educational levels, again, it was about more behavior. Wow, you just went through so many incredible different aspects of this Bosch Bosch program from mentorship to all these incredible cycles that you guys are building from going through your program to go back and teach others. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very rewarding uh, process and program for sure. Wow. So let's talk about some of these people who've gone through the program. One of the things I really loved about Bosch Bosch was this comprehensive, holistic view of the ways that you guys approached um, helping empower these women, which was, you know, education, mentorship, providing opportunities, entrepreneurial aspects. That must have been huge. I can only imagine the impact on individuals. So I was hoping that you could share with us a story of how this program helps somebody through empowerment. Uh, definitely, it's kind of hard to pick one, but I think a favorite one that I like to share with people is one of my closest friends who's part of Bosch Bosch. Her name's Grace. Uh, she's in her um, early 30s. And when we first met her a couple years ago, she um, she's married with a husband and she also has her own biological son. But uh, coming from a family that's really uh, struggled financially um, and also with health situations that led Grace to basically be an adoptive parent. So she, throughout her life, has taken care of community members, siblings, nieces, nephews. And so uh, in addition to her, her husband and her son, she's always had this extended family that she has been financially and socially responsible for. So when we met Grace, she was running her own business. She's... Um, taking care of all these kids and basically is still the most spirited and lively person you have met most optimistic person and just tons of fun. But clearly she is still financially struggling, supporting so many people and being the sole bread maker and hasn't finished school. I mean, she uh, went to school up until I believe first grade. First grade. Wow. And then the war started. So she spent years uh, 
fleeing the war. She has really incredible and um, very traumatizing stories about her experience during the war, but ended up from Lofa County in Bong County, where which is where Salah is, which Salah used to be a big refugee camp. And so a lot of people from across the country uh, ended up in Salah. So there's a nice mix of different tribes and different people. So she's still there. A lot of people, after the war, they left and went back to their villages, and she decided to stay in Salah and to run this business, but she never went back to school. And I actually distinctly remember one of my first times um, hanging out with her, and she kept telling me over and over again, she's like, well, my name was Leela in Salah. It wasn't Kristen. So she's like, Leela, I really want to learn how to read. Can you bring one of the books from your school, and can we sit down and practice reading? So I brought a first grade level reading book from our school library and I distinctly remember it being about a spider and we sat down in two plastic chairs outside of her little shop on the main road and we started going through it but when I say started going through it we were on the first word for about 10 minutes and then the second word and then I I realized she wasn't actually phonetically comprehending the words. She was just memorizing the words as I worked through the sentence. And that was really reflective of the educational system that she had gone through as well. A lot of it was rote memorization. And so that was really, I mean, for me, just starting off as a teacher, I was like, wow, this is going to be a project. Now, I won't, I'll spare everybody the immense details, but today Grace is one of the most accelerated readers I have come across in the Bash Bash program. Program. She, once the Bash Bash program was set up, she, being a close friend of mine and Charlene, she immediately got involved. Um, she not only became a member of what we call our production team, so it's not, it's people who are there to work with Bash Bash as a job producer bags. They're not necessarily students. Some of them are, not all of them. But so she immediately became a part of the production team. And then she also decided to go back to school. And it's been amazing. She's paid for her education, for all of her children's education. She's back in school. She's cruising through elementary grades, doing phenomenally well in all of her classes. And I mean, I've gone to her classes this year. She's this big 30-year-old amongst a bunch of very small petite elementary school kids and it doesn't phase her she's actually this beautiful role model in that situation where little kids get distracted and want to play or don't take their studies seriously she is that constant reminder that education is important and she has not been shy in being that voice not only in her classroom but also with bash bash and throughout our school as well how admirable i can't even comprehend how humbling it would be at 30 years old to go back and sit through second, third, and fourth grade educations. But she really believed in the power of education and the power of education for her and her family. I'm just in awe at that transformation. And I think the big piece to take out of that isn't that it wasn't bosh bosh coming in and, you know, creating all this change. It was just creating the space where people felt that they would be appreciated with their efforts or they could find help and find assistance and had a supportive community that was all striving for the same goals. And she took everything on by herself. We were just there to give her a pat on the back, to say, hey, you're doing a great job, to reconfirm the things that she already knew, that she was going to be a great student if she put her mind to it. So Bash Bash only takes credit insofar as that it created that space. But Grace was really the one that you know, has created the success that she is really reaping the benefits of today. 
Well, let's just highlight how much of a testimony that is to Bosh Bosh that you created the opportunities for individuals to pursue this. One of my favorite quotes from the podcast, and there have been a lot, was Jenny Amarinini from episode one when she said, one of the biggest misconceptions about poverty is that people are lazy. And she said, talent is universally distributed, but opportunity is not. And that is exactly what Bosch Bosch is doing right there. They're creating the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to think about what motivates people. And if you're functioning within a system where no matter how hard you work, I mean, Liberia has shown me examples of the hardest working people on the face of the planet, but she is exactly right. There's just why work that hard when opportunity will never come to you. When you see opportunity only coming to those who cheat the system or are lying or are are taking the irresponsible road, it's really difficult to stick to your true and moral self when you see all the incorrect ways really reaping the benefits of the system. And so that, that is the space that we are trying to create is a reaffirmation of you can be good, you can be driven, you can be focused and hardworking, and you can benefit from all of that labor, that labor of love, hopefully, um, which is what's difficult about poverty and what's difficult about a country really trying to recover not only from war, um, but also now from Ebola as well. Absolutely phenomenal. This is where real change happens, where you go in and you just create the structures and you help build up the community around that aspect. But I do also want to add to, I think a big area that I've encouraged um, Charlene and Sisyama is I'm personally, and this isn't reflective of a bash bash um, belief, but my own personal belief is I think that we should really focus on fixing the systems that exist or that need to exist. So a lot of NGOs come and go. And unfortunately I think Liberia has gotten a lot of, Um, aid exhaustion, where communities now just expect that, you know, CARE or USAID or someone's just going to come in, do a project for three years, and then we'll leave. And it's not sustainable in any way. And so I think a big aspect of what I hope Ashbash does is investing in the school, because I do think schools are a critical part of a community. It's the center of learning. It's where that positive behavior change, if it can't be provided for in, in the home, that's a place to cultivate all the skills that will hopefully lead you to be successful. And so Bashbash's partnership with a school and being in a very rural community is really important to creating sustainability. Who knows if Bashbash will, I mean, hopefully it'll last for 100 years plus, correct? But the schools are going to be the foundation of where all these things need to be. And so that partnership is really critical and investing in the, the stakeholders who will be there for the years to come. This idea of investing in school, especially long term, is so incredible. But you shared with me earlier, and I would just love if you could touch on it, this time where Bosch Bosch created the opportunity for your students to actually invest in their own education. And it was just so compelling. So this has been a really big part of the the Bosch Bosch partnership with the school. The students can see, and they don't necessarily blame the school for its um, its lacking um, lacking of teachers or its lacking of resources. They understand that there's this complex dynamic between the government and the schools on the ground, and money disappears in between. Who knows at what level? It just doesn't really make it from the ministry down to the small little high school in Salala. Bong County. And so basic things like students would have to leave school because their teachers didn't have chalk. 
the Ministry of Education, according to our school administration, was responsible for dropping off boxes of chalk at the school so the teachers could teach. And at the beginning of the school year, you'd walk in on the first day of class and there'd be one box of chalk for kindergarten through 12th grade, multiple teachers, multiple classes, multiple students. It it just, it didn't make any sense. And you're wondering, where did all that money go? Where did all that chalk go? Where's the gap here? But it's just, it's such a complex issue. It's really something bigger than the teachers and the local community, right? It's something politicians have to get involved. But the students realize that they're they're making money by sewing these bags and they wanted to give back to their school so their school could give to them. You know, it's a give and take. It's not just about the students getting, getting, getting from the school. It's it's a mixture of both. And so the students actually decided to take some of their revenue from Bosh Bosh and buy chalk and supply the school with the chalk that they needed to actually teach their lessons. And um, it's just, it's this beautiful relationship where Bosh Bosh is trying to help support the school so the school can then help support the students and they can really um, grow together. Can you even imagine as a student showing up on day one of school and your teacher doesn't have any chalk? Yeah, it's uh, a lot of students don't stay for very long if their teacher doesn't have the ability to teach. I mean, and then they're told over and over again, you need a high school certificate. You need to graduate from high school. But then they come to school and teachers don't have chalk, so they go home. Some some of them had walked miles and miles, sometimes in the rain, getting up at three o'clock in the morning to start walking to school to get there by 7.30. I mean, the stories and the struggles I've heard about students trying to get an education in Liberia has blown my mind. And teachers teaching for months with no pay, expecting that hopefully their salary situation will get resolved in the future, but they don't know when, they don't know if. That will actually happen. I mean, it's just remarkable the uh, the effort that I think is sometimes overseen in the bigger picture of education in Liberia. I just have such admiration for all the individuals that are really trying to make this system right. I mean, teachers not sure if they're going to get paid, students walking miles to school not knowing if there's going to be chalk that day, and then this beautiful, incredible cycle where students reinvest back into their education. Mind-blowing. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's the space we want, wanted to be there. So Bosh Bosh was consistent every day at school. So if their teacher never showed up or their teacher couldn't teach or something happened and they didn't have classes that day, they could, Bosh Bosh supported the library at the school. So they could go to the library and they could do their reading for the day and they could invest in that aspect of their education despite whether or not their teacher or administration was there or they could go down to bash bash and sit there and do reading or practice their sewing or their computer skills we were trying to create those opportunities so when the system failed them they could take their education into their own hands and really do something about it and not feel like their time was wasted absolutely incredible Well, before we sign off, I do want to hear, I know you had so many compelling stories of individuals who've gone through the program. I was hoping that you could share one more with us. Sure. I I think one of my favorite stories is about... This group of four boys who weren't were Bosh Bosh members, and I want to also add that Bosh Bosh is about gender equity. It's definitely focused on women's empowerment, but it is very inclusive of one 
wanting to support all genders in Liberia and abroad. And so our security team, who every night would stay at the Bash Bash building to make sure there were no break-ins or any security issues, was a group of four boys who were all in school together at the Bash Bash school that it was partnered with. And they were just phenomenal male role models for the female Bash Bash students. That was a significant part of Bash Bash, too, is we wanted to select men that would be good role models for the women that we wanted to support, um, not only academically, but just personally and emotionally supportive as well. And these four boys were just the best. Christian James, David, and Sumo, um, they took their studies so seriously and they would sleep at the Bash Bash house every night and they would get their school fees would be paid by Bash Bash. So um, they weren't being paid directly, but their education was supported, their tuition, their school supplies. They were treated just like a Bash Bash member. And in turn, they um, they participated in all the workshops. They protected the space and they actively engaged with the girls and supported them. And they just really embraced the concept of Bash Bash. And I think the gender equity environment was really positive as a result. And the four of them to this day are some of the biggest fans of Bash Bash. You guys really are touching on all aspects of society in Liberia. What powerful change. It's incredible. (laughs) I'm so excited about this. (laughs) There's a lot of opportunity. I think the biggest challenge is wanting to stay focused. I think there's so many conversations I've had with Sisyama and Charlene where we're like, oh, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this. But you really need to set the priorities and the practical uh, tasks that you could really accomplish in a period of time. And I think, um, I don't know, I think there's so much that can be done. And so the real challenge is making sure you can accomplish what you set out to do. I happen to know that that is a challenge not only of people driving social change, but just all entrepreneurs in general. So there's a lot of us out there with that challenge. (laughs) But to be in that space when you're creating and just redefining an entire community and a culture and having it start to spread throughout a country, what an incredible space to be in. I just am so odd by the things that you guys have been able to do thank you i'm awed by the girls and the boys involved oh and with that kristen thank you so much for joining us today well thank you so much for having me it's been my pleasure and how do people learn more about bosh bosh if they want to get connected and are just inspired today Facebook is definitely the most uh, up-to-date resource, social media platform. Check out Facebook. Just um, search Bosh Bosh. Uh, We're also on Instagram, and we also have a website called boshbosh.org. And let's also highlight that you guys can buy all of the bags and other products through their Facebook page. I personally have some, and they are absolutely incredible. I'm so blown away with the incredible sustainable change that Bosch Bosch is making every day in Liberia. Can you even imagine having to go to school and provide your own chalk for the teacher to teach? Absolutely phenomenal. If you want to learn more about Bosch Bosch as well as see photos from Kristen's incredible experiences there, head on over to our show notes page at positiveimpactpodcast.com slash Bosch Bosch slash stories from the field. Until next time, keep doing your part to make the world a better place.